Greetings, good people. Welcome back to Aikido Talks NYC. This is your host, Indra. We are returning back to regular programming after our wonderful Warrior Week. We're going back to talking about Aikido. And we will be doing Aikido Talks Mondays and Thursdays. Today, we are going to talk about a paragraph from the book Budo, Teachings of the Founder of Aikido. And we know the founder is Morihei Ueshiba. I'm going to read a little bit from the sleeve to give you a background of this book. It's a wonderful book. It's about 131 pages, approximately. So this is what a little bit about Morihei Ueshiba for those who are unfamiliar with Aikido. Morihei Ueshiba was born in Western Japan in 1883. After mastering classical styles of Judo, Kendo, and Jujitsu, he created Aikido, an entirely original martial art based on the spiritual teachings of the Omoto-kyo religion. After the Second World War, Morihei established the Aikikai Foundation in Tokyo, to promote the dissemination of Aikido throughout the world. Morihei died in 1969. This book is translated by John Stevens, um, who um, professor of Buddhist studies and Aikido instructor at the Tok- Tohoku F- Fukushi University in Sendai, Japan. Um, a prolific writer on Aikido and Buddhism, and has written a biography of Morihei Ueshiba entitled Abundant Peace. That's another book to check out. This book is is published by uh, Kodansha Publishers. And also, uh, from the front sleeve, a little bit about the book. Uh, Let's see. This is a reproduction, faithfully, from the original. This seminal work contains one of the founder's few personal statements of his basic principles expressed both in prose and mystical poetry. The text is accompanied by photographs of Morihei illustrating the Aikido techniques he describes. And that is true. So you'll see a lot of illustrations here of photographs of the founder doing techniques in Seiza, which is um, on the knees for those who don't uh, train in Aikido and standing techniques, pins, locks, etc. Very clear, beautiful photographs. And the front part is predominantly uh, more prose and writings. Today I'm reading from The Essence of Technique. Page 31. The Principle of Adjusting Mind and Body. The appearance of an enemy quote, end quote, should be thought of as an opportunity to test the sincerity of one's mental and physical training, to see if one is actually responding according to the divine will. When facing the realm of life and death in the form of an enemy's sword, one must be firmly settled in mind and body, and not at all intimidated Without providing your opponent the slightest opening, control his mind in a flash and move where you will, straight, diagonally, or in any other appropriate direction. 
Enter deeply, mentally as well as physically. Transform your entire body into a true sword and vanquish your foe. This is Yamato Damashi, the principle behind the divine sword that manifests the soul of our nation. Beautiful. So, by reading this paragraph, we can think of the sword in a symbolic way. Maybe not an actual sword, but if you're training in Aikido, you can see the meaning behind it while you're training in the Boken, which is the wooden sword that we train with. Um, but symbolically, the sword is, is you and your intention behind what you do. Um, you know, let's translate it this way. Uh, your intention can pierce and influence the world in everything you do, like a chain reaction. How you relate to one person or another can also reflect beyond that to that how that person reacts to someone else and that person reacts to someone else and on and on and on. Um, looking over the paragraph, this is why, and I know, and especially in all martial arts, we're, we're brothers and sisters in, in practice, no matter what art form we practice in. But this is why we, we have uh, an urgency to clear our minds before the start of practice and before you get on the mat that you have a clear intention before you get on. As human beings, we, we're not perfect. And this is why you practice all the time. You work on yourselves. You polish the spirit and the sword, which is combined with the spirit. Everything's combined. And if you heard my the end of Warrior Week, the last day, we talked about uh, Saito Totsudo, who talks about um, you know the whole thing about what a warrior is, what they do at that time, and the whole thing about the layers of a warrior. You know, it's not one thing. It's not just that you're allowed at that time of the samurai class who existed then that you were that you were allowed to to carry two swords. It's not just about that. It's not just about regalia. It's not just about how you look. But it's tied into your training, that you're training the proper way, that you're educating yourself the proper way, as well as your spirit, your intention that the fire in your belly is all combined. And that we're all united by the way, which I translate into a higher purpose, the great spirit that that combines us all in this planet. And, uh, you know, when you clear yourself, you know, you enter deeply, you know, mentally and physically, you polish yourself every day because then you grow. It's like uh, when you're a kid and you go to school or you go through training, you know, whether you're doing sports, what have you, and your coach is there measuring your success and your progress. Now is the time that we do it for ourselves. And, you know, after school, you become, uh, and you go into the work world, whatever you decide to do, we become permanent students to the end of time. And then maybe beyond that. Um, I love the part when he talks about the appearance of an enemy. And he, uh, O-sensei mentions, you know, 
the appearance of an enemy should be thought of as an opportunity to test the sincerity of one's mental and physical training um, to see if one is actually responding according to the divine will. That is something else. Carry that with you today. I'm going to read it one more time. That's so profound for me. I'm going to read it again, (laughs) again and again. Once again, the appearance of an enemy, quote, end quote, should be thought of as an opportunity to test the sincerity of one's mental and physical training to see if one is actually responding according to the divine will. Period. Period. (laughs) With the T in the end. Period. Period. Test yourself. And whether you are training in a martial art or not, what is your training? Let's, let's speak about that. Your mental and physical training. Your mental and physical training, and this includes us as martial artists. For those who don't train in a martial art, you know, I, I, first of all, I encourage you to pick one. Number one, pick one that suits you. Uh, whether it's, you know, whatever that art is, whatever you desire, you know, study on what you want to do for your life. No matter what age you are, it does not matter. But the martial arts has a lot to teach us on our will. And there are plenty of schools to go to, plenty, and all kinds of teachers. And sometimes you have a teacher you have for life, and some you move on and you grow, you outgrow a teacher, you go to the next one. Or you have multiple teachers, right? And... Your training can be simple. It can also be about what are you doing by yourself, for yourself? What time do you get up in the morning? Make yourself get up at a special time where you have time to regroup. Come out of your slumber. Eat well. Drink a nice hot cup of tea. Listen to some great music in the morning. Um, Have your favorite food in the morning, nice comfort food, no matter where you are in the world. Indulge in spirit and and say, I woke up this morning. I have something to do. I have a purpose. That's why I woke up this morning. You have something to do, to say, to work on, whatever it is. That is part of your training. Then you dis- discover and review. What are you doing for the day? What is your, your purpose for this particular day? And then you go by it step by step by step. I love this paragraph because he talks about the enemy. He doesn't say what that enemy is. He doesn't tell you what your enemy should be or how it is or whatever. And within quotes, talking about enemy could be anything. It could be internal. It could be external. It could be something you're fighting with. It could be an addiction. It could be a sickness that you're holding, like maybe... um, you know, you're, you're, you're holding on to something in your body. Your body is fighting off a cold. It could be a circumstance external to yourself, right? It's, it's clear to think of distinctions. And this is what warriors do because you are leveling out the playing field or the battlefield, whatever you want to call it. You're leveling out the battlefield You're setting up your strategy. And your strategy, it's good to be fluid, as they say, uh, like water. 
Be fluid, be flexible, because this is how you learn, this is how you live. We have the capacity as human beings to be flexible that way. Never get stuck in your thinking or identify when that happens because then the enemy, whatever that enemy is, will take over. The enemy could be inertia. It could be the fact that you are comfortable in staying in one place and don't move forward for some reason. And people, there's not a coach to help you get out of that or get unstuck. But if you choose to find one, whether it be, you know, maybe therapy or it could be a teacher or it could be a mentor or it could be anybody who has the capacity for that moment to step in to say, hey, you have this capability, get out of it, you're, you're being stuck. You know, this is a broad application. And as I think a lot of us might have heard this quote that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And how true that is. That teacher could be anything. So that enemy could be a teacher because that enemy, whatever it is, is an opportunity. It is like a bully in school. And a lot of us have experienced bullies in our childhood. No matter who that or what that bully is or was, um, there's lessons to that. And I, I'll take one example from my standpoint. I remember the feeling of, you know, bullies or people who were just bullish. And there was a, a bully in my past where, you know, demanding or whatever, whoever this bully was at the time, then we actually became friends after I met toe-to-toe with the bully. It didn't have to do with fighting or anything, but it was just the words thing and energy. And um, it it's I see that repeat over and over again, like through a lifetime where people are very strong-willed, and as you grow as a person, then you start to see things differently, and I think that's where the whole idea of wisdom comes in. Um, because some things you just don't learn, you just, from the books or from the school, it comes from continued learning and, and listening and experiencing to actually learn things from experience that you can never learn from a book. But you use everything in layers in a whole. And with that, my good friends, I leave you with this one great paragraph on page 31 of Budo teachings of the founder of Aikido and if you get a chance check out some martial arts schools or or maybe something like that or just or just simply indulge in something that your will is calling to or your spirit is calling to and see what your practice is this week what is your practice and what is your enemy that you're working with right now and how are you working with it in your own very own practice. Talk to you next time.